0: I had a very good friend of mine call me earlier this week, and what he said to me really surprised me, but at the same time, though, I felt like I could completely identify with what it is he was telling me. He has had a goal regarding his work life, something that he has wanted to accomplish for many, many years, and has been incredibly, and I think, there again, I want to say that this is very normal and human. He has been incredibly excited about this. This is something that he has been looking forward to for literally for years. And once he actually had accomplished what he set out to do, and there were some administrative things uh, surrounding that and things that needed to happen in order for him to, uh, you know, to reach this particular goal. And he called me not long after uh, these things had been wrapped up. And there again, there was a lot of excitement, there was a lot of, of joy, there was a lot of anticipation surrounding this, you know, kind of reaching this uh, this moment in time. But at the same time, though, you know, he also had some, you know, some of the less glamorous things to deal with in terms of, of dealing with the administrative side of things. And when he left this meeting, he called me and he was really taken aback by the fact that it really and I guess what he relayed to me, and I'm trying to think of the best way to concisely uh summarize this, is that he felt like it was really anticlimactic. He felt like it was really not what he pictured it to be in his head. While he was really excited and he was very happy to have reached that milestone. And it really did, you know, seem like it was going to be, you know, and really by all means felt like it was going to be what's referred to as a mountaintop moment. He said that it really did not feel that way, that there was some sense of emptiness to this, that while he was very grateful and thankful to have gotten to this place, that it just didn't really feel as exciting as he had envisioned that it would be. And I took a little while to really wrap my own head around what it was he was relaying to me. I felt very badly for him and that was probably my most most uh, significant struggle with this. Initially, you know, for me to get any perspective myself was that I was really I you know, he felt what I really believed to be some disappointment. I can't speak on his behalf, but I think that's what he was conveying to me. And at the same time, I was feeling really badly for him and also feeling some disappointment because I wanted him to experience that mountaintop moment as well. He had worked so hard for years to get to this point, and it really felt somewhat empty. And so it got me thinking, this is something that I have been thinking about talking or speaking in regards to this for a while but I really wasn't exactly sure what it is that I wanted to convey because I think it, this is a rather complicated subject. And the way I would kind of narrow this down or characterize this, if I was, good, if someone was gonna, going to ask me what it is that I'm speaking about, what I'm really talking about here is the human tendency. And I want to say again, I want to repeat, really just for emphasis, the fact that this is very normal and human. For us to look forward to things, to be excited about things, to infuse a level of excitement and anticipation into certain things that are really important to us and ex- and exciting to us, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's very normal and very human. I think most people, if not all people, know this. And and I'm not trying to talk anyone out of getting you know ca- you know carried away with this kind of excitement and anticipation. For milestones that they reach in their life, or just for exciting moments, things that they've really, you know, things that we've really been looking forward to. But at the same time, though, I also want to try to achieve a balance here, and that I don't want to, what I'm going to say, I don't want this to be taken that I am trying to talk anyone out of this. But I have found that there have been some situations in my own life where I have felt that emptiness, where things were not really, you know, once I got to where I wanted to be, that things were not as exciting as I thought they would be. And, you know, things didn't really feel the way I imagined that they would feel. And I've heard so many stories about, you know, people in public life or celebrities, uh, people that are, you know, famous for one reason or another, that reach certain points in their lives in terms of their, you know, what they're known for only to really enter into a period of emptiness uh you know not long after that and that sort of feel that empty feeling of you know what's next all right I've gotten to this point this is really where I thought if I got here then I would really feel great about my life and it doesn't matter whether a person is famous or not I think that uh, and the only reason I really brought that up is because of the fact that it illustrates that you know not just uh You know, not just regular, quote-unquote, everyday people. I mean, we're all really everyday people. But at the end of the day, no matter, uh, you know, how much fame we have achieved or how much money a person has, uh, no matter how, you know, secure one's life is, it does not really matter that we're all human beings and that these things apply to us. You know, we never get to – it's easy to believe that if we get to a certain point in life and have enough secure financial security and emotional security – and the the things that we need to live a a, a somewhat secure life, and feel comfortable that uh, we're not going to have to deal with that emptiness any anymore, and that feeling of not being where we want to be. What I have found is that in with mindfulness practice, I have been able to really I've been able to really internalize that while I realize everyone has their own philosophy about expectations and how we should feel about our lives. I mean, different people feel different ways about goals that they want to achieve, where they want to be in life, what they're expecting out of life. And so I cannot speak to what, you know, there is no right or wrong on that in my mind. I don't think that any one person or any one group has a philosophy that is, you know, considered, you know, the definitive last word on, you know, how we should feel about our lives. I really want to, and obviously want to leave that to each, each individual to figure that out. And I know for me, I have, you know, my, my feelings about this have really been informed by my studies of Eastern thought and philosophy for over 20 years now. And so I don't, it's not really important for me to, uh, to really talk about that because I realize every person has their own feelings. And I wanted to bring that up first of all because I felt like getting that out of the way or kind of clearing the deck on that would make it easier for me to really talk about how mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice has been helpful to me and to other people that I've taught this to and that I've worked with and shared this with. In terms of the the, uh, the the pitfalls or the challenges that we can cause ourselves when, and I, and I really refer to this as, you know, when we romanticize certain things or people or situations. If I, you know, I'm really excited about meeting someone and I know something about them and it's very easy for me to fall into the trap of thinking after I meet them, I'm going to just feel, you know, really great about it. I'm going to feel great about life somehow they're going to bring something to my life that's going to make me feel more whole and uh, it's very easy to fall into that trap of putting those kinds of expectations on other people or if i get to a place where you know there's something that i want some kind of thing that's going to finally make me feel the way i've always wanted to feel and it it never has worked out that way for me uh, and also situations, I mean, if I just get to this point where i where i've finally done this or where I have this or where i 've achieved this, that somehow you know there there there's that tendency as humans to romanticize that that 's the best word that I feel like I can come up with i don 't know if it is really the best word for this, but this is not you know about uh romantic love or romantic relationships, although it could clearly apply to that. And, uh, that is something that's, you know, there again, that's another thing about, you know, you know, romanticizing people and situations is that we, you know, we can believe that if we find this person that's, you know, or we meet that person and think that they're going to make us feel a certain way and, and quote unquote, complete our lives in a certain way. And these are all things that are normal and human. And I don't want to, you know, judge myself harshly or beat myself up emotionally. I've clearly I I will freely admit I have done all these things. I have lived my life in such a way that I have believed that if I could get to this certain place where things are this way or if I can be with this particular person or whatever it is, that I'm finally going to have that happiness that I've always wanted. And so it's, it's, it's normal and natural. I can clearly see that in my own life. But the question would be, you know, where does mindfulness help with this? And I would say that it really actually is fairly simple. Uh, It's not always easy to deal with these struggles because of the fact that we can really set ourselves up for disappointment. uh, You know, for when we believe that something is going to feel a certain way and it doesn't. Or things are going to turn out a certain way and they don't. So with mindfulness practice, really to talk about the nuts and bolts of that, what I really want to do... Is if I, because I'm paying attention to what my mind is doing, I'm, I'm I've already pra- let's just assume here that you know, I've already practiced this awareness for a period of time, and so when something happens in my life for whatever reason, I'm feeling you know something's missing or there's a void somewhere, and I suddenly you know come across something that I think is going to uh, fill that hole so to speak. It's going to make me feel better. Uh, It's going to bring me joy once I can be aware of the fact, and that's really all I have to do. That's what's so amazing about this to me is, you know, well, and there again, I do want to say this, it's not going to solve all of anyone's problems. It's not always going to make life easier, but at least there is going to be potentially at at the very best, a a much greater um, uh, amount of clarity about what it is that we're doing and, and that we, you know, it's, we can't, we can only delude ourselves And we can only fool ourselves if we are willing to not, you know, not be paying attention to what it is that we're trying to sell ourselves, so to speak. So if I find myself suddenly becoming aware that, you know, for some reason I'm doing this, and I do want to back up and say that the idea here is not to begin this you know huge self improvement program i don 't want to get all caught up in at least this is for me this is the way that i 've approached this is really to take kind of a lighter approach to it uh, i don 't have to get into some heavy program where i 'm you know writing things down and making a big deal out of this and then because really what happens is if I do that, then i really all i 'm doing is investing in an identity of a person who no longer wants to do these things. I'm a recovering, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is, and that's how I'm going to see myself, and I'm going to walk around, you know, feeling a little bit contracted and really being hard on myself because I'm this person who I believe, you know, has done these things in the past, and they're a mistake, and it's been wrong, and I don't like doing this anymore, you know, I don't want to romanticize things anymore, so I'm going to walk around kind of what the term for this is, you know, you're white knuckling. I'm just going to become the person that's not doing this anymore. So what's going to happen is I'm going to close myself off to other people to a certain degree when I do this. I'm going to not really be able to be myself genuinely because I'm trying not to do something. And it took me a long time to realize that if I get really, really caught up in being a person that's not doing whatever it is, fill in the blank, that that becomes my identity and that's all I see. And whenever I find myself you know, f- feeling the temptation to romanticize another person uh, some, something or some situation, I'm going to just completely close off because I'm going to be too busy trying not to do it. And it never really did. I mean, the times that I did try to do that before I realized that it didn't help, it really did not help. And in fact, if anything, it made me feel worse because every time I found myself doing it again, so to speak, Uh, I was just basically making myself feel bad because I had once again disappointed myself that, you know, here I am doing this again, even though I'm trying not to do it anymore. So this is really a vastly different approach. I want to be, I just want to be genuine. I want to be human and I don't want to try not to be human. And so part of being human is that I'm going to have this temptation to want to romanticize, uh, you know, things, people, situations, whatever it is. So... Once I can see myself doing this, what's interesting about it is, is that if I can catch myself, the sooner I catch myself that I'm having these kind of thoughts or these kind of impulses, then all I really have to do is just simply be aware of it. And I had a teacher very early on that used to use the phrase, you know, catching yourself in the act of. And the idea here is isn't this isn't about guilt. This isn't about shame. It's just about literally becoming aware of the fact that we're doing something and I always like to kind of walk through this part really slowly because I think in you know with, with whatever situation that I am catching myself in the act of, I don't have to get all caught up in blaming myself or feeling bad about it. If I have met someone and I find myself being enamored with them to a certain degree or really being excited about meeting them, you know I can see I can very clearly see that my mind is starting to go there, so to speak. the thoughts are the the patterns of thought are fairly familiar and they are, while they're always a little different, uh, it's pretty easy to spot when I'm starting to go down that rabbit hole, so to speak. And when I do that, if I become aware of it, the, the beautiful part about it is, is that I don't have to close myself off to this person. I don't have to suddenly shut down the conversation or, you know, cease communicating with them because, you know, here I go again, you know, I'm going to become this person that's going to do this again. So I, you know, I better not talk to this person or let you know, have them in my life in some way. I don't have to do that. All I really have to do is just clearly be aware of the fact that I'm thinking these thoughts and I may be, you know, starting to go down that road of believing that somehow this person's going to make me feel better or this situation or this thing is going to make me feel better. And I don't really even have to get caught up in the in the mind chatter of debating with myself about whether that's true or not. And, 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 at, and at this point in the game, it really does not even matter whether it's true or not. Uh, I realize I could get really caught up in overanalyzing these things, and before long, I'm in front of some person that I'm you know finding myself enamored with to a certain degree, and then suddenly I'm getting lost. I become aware of the fact that I am starting to romanticize the you know the some sort of belief about you know how this person's going to bring something good to my life. And if I really get caught up in trying to prove to myself that, you know, this, you know, I'm I'm aware that I'm doing this. Now I need to convince myself that this isn't true. There again, I'm not really here in the moment with that person any longer or group of people. It doesn't have to just even be one person. And so I want to be open to the fact that I, you know, I don't need to try to debate with myself and engage in this, you know, conversation with myself about whether this is true or not. All those things can be really left for later, Uh, and it may very well be that I don't really ever have to figure that out, that I don't really need to know uh, whether I'm right or not. At some point, it really becomes really much more important to prevent unnecessary suffering. What I really want to do is just be aware that I'm doing it again, and then at that point, I really don't have to hold on to these beliefs that I'm starting to formulate, I don't have to, you know, really harbor, I don't have to invest in these expectations that I'm starting to harbor for this person, thing, or situation, and I can just kind of let go. And it does feel a little strange to do this at first when we, you know, because this is something that's a habit of mine. We've established a certain what they call neural groove, and we, you know, this is something that can be a pattern of behavior. And what's beautiful about it is that it, you know, it's, you know, it, it, those things, you know, kind of tend to do what they do, but I don't have to buy into it. And if I, the sooner that I can realize and see through the illusion that I think that I'm this person that's becoming enamored with, with a person thing or situation and beginning to romanticize it and beginning to feel like, okay, I know how this is going to go. This is going to go this way and I'm going to be really happy. This is really going to complete me in some way. I can see the, the, the silliness of this, and I can kind of just let go and laugh at it. And, and there again, I'm not saying in the moment with other people. Uh, that might be a little bit uh, disarming to certain people, but then again, it's not up to me to say what's right or wrong. What's really important is that I see myself doing this, that I'm starting to engage in this habit of mine, and that I can let go of it. And all I really have to do is just stop giving it energy and stop believing it, stop identifying with being the person that's believing these things that I'm trying to tell myself and convince myself of, and then I can really just kind of relax into the moment. And I've had certain situations here recently where I've had opportunities to do the same thing myself, to really believe that somehow if I get this done, or if I can make this happen, that I'm going to feel amazing, that I'm going to feel this incredible sense of accomplishment, that my life is going to somehow be have more meaning, and the thing is that that could that may or may not be true. But I, I, I want I'm getting to a point where I, I no longer if it is true and I really do feel better, that's wonderful because really to me that's just a a, a an unexpected blessing. But at the same time though I realize if that happens you know I'm open to it happening. I just don't want to be identified with it, and that's really the distinction here. I don't want to be—I don't want to be the one trying to create it or make it happen. And when I'm, I'm when I'm no longer trying to force things and make them happen, if something like this arises on its own, I'm totally open to it. But then I realize, like everything, it's going to come and it's going to go. It's going to—it you know, will pass, and I can just be open to if there is this sense of wholeness that maybe I didn't have before. I don't need to cling to it and and be afraid to let go of it because I know at some point it, it will not feel this way any longer. I may not feel this sense of wholeness, and I may very well get myself in a situation where you know I'm back from that now, and you know that hole or that void is there again, and I, it'd be very easy for me to feel sorry for myself or feel some disappointment or anger towards others for not doing what we thought they would do that was going to make us feel whole. Or feel completed in some way. And then I can really just live life on its own terms because I'm no longer really buying into the need to believe whatever I'm telling myself. And it, when you get to a point where you can just let life happen, and I'm not saying I'm 100% there yet because I am clearly not and don't, and, and doubt I ever really will be. But I found that some of the most meaningful things in my life, the, the the times where I did feel really whole, was when I didn't need to cling to it any longer and to try to prolong it clearly past the point at which uh, it no longer was that way any longer. And at the same time, I feel like now I'm really talking more about the coping aspect of this, that I can cope with life because if I am mindful of the fact that I'm going to sometimes cling to things, I'm going to develop Uh, Beliefs, And I'm going to, you know, as a human being, if I'm not paying attention, I will get carried away with these things and identify with being someone who's busy believing something that I can just really let go of that. And, you know, from a coping standpoint, it makes life much easier because I can just really enjoy things as they come and go and know that, you know, in most cases, you know, things are not always going to feel as amazing or incredible uh, as they did the first time that it happens, and so when I meet someone you know i 'm no longer clinging to expectations for them to be this person that makes me feel as happy as they did the first time I met them, or if the, if a situation happens you know repeatedly. Over and over in the future, you know, there's this temptation to want to recreate that same set of circumstances that makes, you know, made us feel so incredible. I had a teacher of mine once talk about this, and he said that he one time went to a an outdoor symphony concert, and he wasn't intending for it to be a mountaintop moment, but it really ended up being that way. And he went on to relay the story that he, you know, basically this was a town that he was visiting, and so the next year this concert was going on again. It was an annual event. And so what he tried to do, and he didn't realize he was doing it until he got down the road quite a ways... In terms of preparing for this, and he what he what he found was that you know he was essentially trying to create the same set of circumstances to buy the same wine and cheese and the same blanket that was put out you know on the ground and to find the exact same space where he was sitting the previous year and when the concert started, he knew immediately that it just did not feel the same way, and I don't know how many people who are listening to this can identify with you know you sometimes there's something that happened that felt so incredibly amazing and so you know it just it really was energizing and it it was so meaningful in some way and we as humans sometimes will mindlessly try to recreate that same thing in the hopes that we can conjure it up again that we can you know kind of conjure up the magic and it's 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 it very seldom ever works out. I'm not here to say that it never works, but I know for me in most cases ninety over ninety percent of the time, if not a hundred percent of the time, it doesn't and Then I'm very disappointed, and then I'm really back to focusing on what it is that I'm lacking in my life and that I don't have. And so, really, mindfulness in this case, you know, it's it's really not complicated. It is very simple. And that all I really have to do is just pay attention and be aware that I'm thinking these thoughts. I have these feelings that are coming up in my mind or in my body or both. These emotions that are happening, and I'm believing what it is that I'm thinking about them. And I'm reacting, and it really is just energy at another level. I mean, when I'm, you know, when I'm in situations, when I, there are things that I have access to, or people that I'm in front of that I've met for the first time. Uh, it's really just energy at another level, and it's what's happening is my body and my mind are responding in a certain way, and then on another level, level or another layer, I'm just I'm really thinking thoughts because that's what I'm used to doing as a human being. We are clearly. Habitual animals to a certain degree and we you know, we are we're wired to think thoughts about certain things and to believe those thoughts But it doesn't mean that I have to And the only way that I can escape that to a certain degree and escapes probably not even the right word But the only way that I can come out of that trance so to speak and that really is what it is I mean if we're so busy believing something about what we're thinking if I'm so wrapped up in thoughts and analyzing what it is that I, you know, what it is that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. It really is kind of like the, you know, the cartoon characters with the plate-spinning eyes. I mean, we really are in a trance. We're very hyper-focused on what we're thinking and believing those thoughts and identifying with them that we're not really here. And so now I can actually, if I do this practice and if I'm willing to be aware, then I really can't fool myself any longer. And what I need to realize, too, is is that if I find myself in a place where I'm not whole or I do feel empty to a certain degree, it's very easy to get caught up in that, too, because then again, those are just thoughts as well. I mean, I may be feeling some physical manifestation of emptiness to a certain degree or feeling a void or a hole that needs to be filled, but it's really just all my thoughts about what I'm lacking and what's happening. It's all my narrative about what it is that I need that I don't have that's really causing my suffering. And I know that I can be in life much more fully. I can open myself up to people and not be afraid of that if i 'm just willing to be aware of what it is that i 'm doing it's very simple it is not easy because unfortunately when we can 't fool ourselves any longer we 're left to confront the truth of really where we are and what we 're doing in life and uh, what it is that we're you know what it is that we 're doing to ourselves to a certain degree and that we really can let go. And not be so carried away with it. But then the question is, what do we do then? And I think that's up to every person to determine. I think that's why there are so many different faith traditions. There are so many different philosophies. I think everyone, you know, that leaves us to really figure out, you know, how we want to live our lives and what we want to do with the time that we have. But I know that the being more mindful clearly allows me to be able to hopefully utilize the time and the energy that energy that I have in a, in a way that's more harmonious you know with it with everyone else in the world and that's more healthy for me as well